Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is me. This is Jonathan. I'm back. I'm here to start the show in the T-Radio V studios, and I've been away for a week, as you guys know, if you're subscribing to Geekscape on SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher or wherever we're available, you'll see that last week was recorded live at Yale University on the uh, uh, on the Yale University campus in front of all the Expo students, uh, a camp that I went to 20 years ago, and I returned there victoriously, and I did a podcast, arguably... And not because of the absence of Will and Kenny, my two co-hosts here. Arguably the best Geekscape of the year. And uh, I got to tell you guys, there is it's not the most perfect audio in that episode. Because our own Jake... Yeah, you didn't here. have me, man. So it's probably hot garbage. No, it, it, uh, it dips a lot. Because we, oh, had, four it, yeah. mi- we had four mics. <laughs> okay, so it's like, what did you guys talk about, man? Like, I sat here last week, no show to do for you, thinking, what could they be talking yeah, about? Yeah, um, I will not spoil it here. I will tell you that I got a few text messages from longtime Geekscapists, like uh, Martin Scherer in Toronto, who said, holy crap, this current Geekscape really made me think. And uh, and I said, well, did the other ones not? <laughs> Were we just stupid all we the time? That could thought. be insulting, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, he, he said that it was it was awesome. And then a lot of people liked. Here's the thing: I, I would pull like campers onto the the show, so it was like me, one of the counselors from the camp, and then a couple of counselor campers. And like that's the thing: even though we're talking about movies, video games, comic books, TV, all the nerd stuff, we rarely have teenagers on the show. And like that's when this stuff is the most influential to you is as a teenager. This is when it's important to be a geek because you're establishing yourself. I don't yourself. think you're a geek when you're a teenager. I think you're a kid who's keep holding on to things. I think like if you get older <laughs> no, and older it, yeah. and hold on to these things, that's geekier, man. I think. It's I okay. think you're a geek. You can be a geek. geek I think is, you're a geek. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we should call teenage kids geeks. I don't know. It's kind of like this whole idea of like bullying. Um, yeah, kind of. What? No, no, dude. Geek is geek, chic. That's what I'm saying. Geek. They inherited the earth, man. Being a kid in high school and being a geek now is cool. Those the kids meek. got. Yeah. As you guys will hear, like when you when I actually talk to geeks, they got nothing to worry about. 
Okay, but like, oh, would you consider yourself a geek when you grew up? Oh yeah. Did what like bad things happen? But to but, you? but it wasn't about me in my own self identification. It okay. was a it was about the climate around me, mm. and the climate around me was not supportive of uh, of what I was self identifying as. Ooh. Now, if you self identify as a geek, there's a much more supportive right. climate around you. That's what Jesus said. The geek shall inherit the, the geek earth. The geek didn't change. The climate changed. And we talk about that on the show, and it makes you think about like where we've been for the last 20 years, nine of which we've had freaking Geekscape here so to I guide think, you. I think because of the climate, now the geek is changing a bit. It Some of crazy. the geeks are changing. But yes, we, ha- we, we talk about teenage topics, which we are still experiencing in our 30s and <laughs> uh, our 20s. We actually talked to teenagers experiencing them, and it was very fascinating. It was a really awesome episode. It was a lot of fun, and I thank everybody for being on it, except for you not having Jake to well, ride Well, now i got to go out of my way to go yeah. find that episode, So because I'm a completist. You don't have to go out of your way, because if you subscribe on SoundCloud oh. or iTunes, Wait, it how do you do that? already you downloaded it. You, you, go to those, you go to iTunes, and you click on the subscribe button for yeah. Oh, I was trying to like uh, you know set it up for old people who maybe stumbled upon this, like, oh, no, how no, do we hey, do that? We're still only, hey, listen, if you're 40 listening the show, man. Like, hey, I, I, there's not a lot so, here for you. No, I'm kidding. I'm if kidding. you're a completist, does that mean you went? But before you started doing the show for for us, did, does that mean you went back to like eight plus years worth of Geekscape history? Well, I'm working on it. You okay. know, <laughs> working on it. I'm gonna rent out the El Capitan or something, and we're gonna show every. Oh in yeah, the well, and, yeah. Considering we've done basically an hour a week for eight and a half years, oh geez, that's gonna be a bill when you get that rental. When you get that rental, <laughs> that's gonna be cool. I plan on charging people to come in and watch it, like uh, as a ticket situation. That's just gonna be the saddest theater of all time. That's, that's gonna be, you know, you're not gonna pack a lot of people. It's just gonna be Jake. They're like, wait, you're telling me I can get this on the internet and listen to it on my own? And from what I okay. understand, you don't really make money from the rentals. It's all in concessions, and I love popcorn. That's true. Oh, I would love to do that. That's I true. would love to do that. I um, yeah. So guys, if you haven't heard last week's live Geekscape, go listen ch- ch- to it. Ch- 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 check it out. And we go longer. Unlike we do here at uh, at uh, what's going on, Kenny? Kenny's coming in. He's going to come sit down. He's going to be joining the show. Kenny Craig flying in. Uh, Kenny Craig flying in. Uh, he's coming in. He was a little late. Traffic was awful, but whatever. We're here. Uh, I was We're going to talk about this stuff. It was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was here first, sitting in the studio alone. <laughs> Dude, and I'm telling waiting. You, you can do the show by yourself whenever you want. Just tell me. <laughs> I'll tap you out. No, um, hey. But uh, we got to talk about some serious stuff since we were talking about concessions and where uh, the movie going public uh, really provides money to uh, the distributors here in uh, in the world of cinema. We got to talk about um, movies. We got to talk about the thing that did not probably provide as much studio oh, money God. as intended. Uh, the big thing we got to talk about this this week is Fantastic Four. Yeah. This reboot that uh, Fox put out this past weekend. Dude, which, it looks good. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks good. He's Chatty as hell today. Shut up. What is You're going so lying. Today? That's Turn not even remotely off. true. He just leaves it on. <laughs> like, he's just here in the back like, ah, He's just that. trolling. Keep in mind, Jake has implemented this iron fist rule here at 2 Radio V that he's like, listen, you only get, like, we have to cap yeah. the show. When the, we, there's, I'm literally looking at a timer that Jake counting installed. Down. And it looks that like bullets. Why down. does it look so menacing it, and threatening? Yeah, it's counting down bullets. And he installed this with an iron fist, like, Okay, so you countdown. installed this countdown. How much of my actual time are you going to eat up by throwing in troll comments yeah. into the into the, the microphone you've installed in the studio? That wasn't all, was that always there? I'm going to add another countdown next week next to it to see how much time I do suck up. 
like that, that sounds like this a, is a picture of Kirby. You've given me a good problem to find an awesome solution to. Hey, Kenny, uh, hey, what's up? thanks for joining us. On your way in next week, can uh-huh. you remove Jake's uh, microphone? Th- yeah. That's why I was trying <laughs> to go in there. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but you saw me and pointed and gave attention <laughs> to me. I was like, fuck, God damn, damn it. son of a bitch. <laughs> I love how you were incredibly stealth. You would have gotten away with it. No one can hear me. I love how Jake's like, well, if Kenny's not going to be here, don't mind if I do. Keep in mind, we did have a conversation earlier before the the, the show started where I talked about uh, how I'm going to be sporadically in Vancouver or, or away this mm-hmm. fall. And, and Jake's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, you can do whatever you want. I should not have started that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you gave me permission. So, you know. When I'm gone. When the cat's away. Feel free to play. If I cut his mic, it's kind of like he's gone now. Are you Stop gonna, it. Are you Stop gonna it. put your name in the theme song too? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he was Jake. singing. Jake, we'll guide you. He's it's like, like Jake is the master of yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jake is the all powerful. <laughs> he just keeps going. Um. So for real, Fantastic Four. Really good. We got that. We got that remake. That, uh-huh. uh, that they I have made to make that joke and it didn't. Everybody, everybody Holy wanted. crap! What are we doing with this guy? Jake's uh, Fantastic Four. This movie it had to yes. be made because Fox was going to lose the uh, option, and they made it. And now they have to make another one by 2022 and release it, or else they're going to lose the option to Marvel again. That's the cutoff. Is 2022 That's the cutoff? But they've already got a sequel planned for 2017. Yeah, which they knew before, which they had planned before uh, and scheduled before this one came out. And now <laughs> this one is out. This is the reboot. Josh Trank directed it. Uh, it's got. Kate Mara is the Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. It's got Michael B. Jordan is the as, thing. Uh, Jamie Miles Bell Teller as in, in, in we we got it. Okay, those are the people that are uh, involved, and we don't really know who's responsible because, as you guys will read all weekend on the internet, and you know well, it's uh it's not a very good movie. No, it's, it, it's a actually movie. a pretty tepid. It's probably film. one of the worst movies that's ever been. Ever been made? So, I somebody think, um, on Geeks, really somebody on the Geekscape for uh, Facebook asked if it was on par with Last Airbender. I, that's what I compared it to. Oh, wow. I said there's only been one time in my life that I couldn't believe what was unfolding before my eyes, and that was The Last Airbender, and now this is the second movie. At, at least with The Last Air, or at least with this movie, you um, you have a more of a connection to it because there's uh, people that you recognize on screen, like as opposed to a I lot guess, of The Last Airbender. They were all so unenthused and looked so pissed off to be there that it's just like you just sucked all the way. Even the little kids in the beginning of the movie <laughs> seem not happy to be there. So <laughs> in the very, I mean, in the the very unnecessary flashback yeah. to like how, Hey, look at them as kids where he's an inventor. It's like We didn't need that. We don't need that. You know we don't need a lot inventor. of stuff. I you know want what to they be the done? first seven-year-old to teleport myself out of this movie set. This is a good <laughs> opportunity to just have them be the Fantastic Four Kenny, you watched it? Yep, I saw it. Thank you for it. telling me that we're going to talk about it. I hope so you I pirated that movie. Uh, no, I totally did. I totally <laughs> did. You, you know how bad you know how bad it is, or how bad I heard it was. I was like, I'm going to watch myself. I'm going to yeah. watch myself a cam. Guys, of even this if they don't do the sequel, movie. you know they're going to reboot it again because this option may be too valuable it. for them. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, making w- such a truckload of money off their their X Men films. Yeah. That if they all they have to do is get this thing right once, right. and they're going to ride that. Pony it makes the last two look time. like Wait, Academy so Award winning. Movie. I saw the meme that was the cast of the it was like the Fantastic Four yeah. the original. Oh yeah, that Jessica like, Alba one. It was like we will accept your apologies now. Right, exactly. 
So, so you basically you said they only have to get this thing right once. So you're basically they're, you're saying that they're doing like the jock that the jock in the bar that wears Crocs is ba- ba- is playing the numbers game when asking girls like to bang them throughout the night. Hey, yeah. if I make 150 of them, all it's I have the to do is the numbers game to the tune of 80 to 120 million dollars every time you enter that bar. I right. mean, there is something to be said for the fact that this is an expensive movie to make, and yeah. you're only going to turn around 26 million opening weekend domestically. Oof. The risk may be too high, and the the gamble might be too rich for their blood. That being said, if this is part of a package with the X-Men movies that they consider possibly being a future crossover, right. all they really have nope. to do is they're kind of playing with that money too. Does that right. make sense? They'll just show up in those movies and then try it again. Yeah, I mean, or, or they spin it out of the X-Men movies. Guys, we're giving you some ideas, but here's the main thing you have to think about when you're making a Fantastic Four movie that there probably isn't a more perfect blueprint beyond Spider-Man uh, they're, they're, you can argue Captain America too, but uh, there's probably not a, a more clear and perfect and fail-safe blueprint mm-hmm. than the Fantastic Four characters that that Lee and Kirby created. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm including Doctor Doom in that because Doctor Doom is easily the best villain in the Marvel comics. He's easily the Why most... Why is he so hard to just do it the just way it's supposed it. to be? Yeah, just do it. As she would say... Don't read Shia the book. Say, just... Yeah. Do it. And just do it. You don't need to make him a rich rich U.S. industrialist. Right. You don't have to make him a blogger. You don't have to make him a hacker. hacker. You don't have to do this stuff to him. He, guys, we are living with real life Doctor Dooms amongst us in the form of these foreign countries that have terroristic approaches to the U.S. They're worshipped by their their native country. We've got you know Bin Laden. We had Saddam Hussein. We have all these people who do not. Kim Jong Un. They're not part of the exact. Kim Jong Un is a great example. Right. You know. In I fact, was, they should have got the guy who played Kim, Kim Jong Un <laughs> in the interview to play Doctor Doom. <laughs> he was yeah, I think, way better. I think it would have been amazing. I think if you're gonna fix the movie, well, I think I if you're talk- gonna fix the Fantastic Four, which well, we can't fix the one that just got made. No, this one is DOA. Yes. It is. It is. No, you I can mean, fix it. You they, just watch the trailer again. Well, the people have asked me. I said, so I said, so I'm guessing you wait for Netflix on this one. I said, no, no, you wait for the reboot. Yeah, you like wait for the next iteration of scenes this. in the trailer that were not in the movie. Well, and right. I kept going. And Josh Trinkle said, you'll, you'll never see the brilliant right. version that I made that the yeah. studio didn't put out. A lot of people are like, no, they're gonna get, do a director's cut because they want to um, make money. I was waiting for the thing to jump out of a plane. You still have to pay people to put that together. I was too. What happened? And finish the effects. Here's the thing: is it costs 120 million dollars to make. Pretty expensive. I mean, there have been more expensive movies, but that's a good chunk of change. It looked like a film student did it on After Effects and did a piss poor job at it. Mm, I'm not going to argue that much because, okay, the, the, the balls to the wall effects ending was a little, yeah, you could see the seams. But some of the stuff was fine. They well, just, some of they, it they was just fine, never but most turned of it the lights terrible. on in the film. Right, Everything yeah. is dark. Everything, no pun intended, is completely grim. The emotions are all fairly tepid. Everyone is fairly moody. There's nobody smiling in the movie. Right. And this is the Fantastic Four. This is Marvel's first family. This is bright skies. Chipper happy. This is positivity. This is a wholesome American family up against a foreign threat. Right. To their way of life, uh, this is this is the Incredibles. I laughed every time Mr. Fantastic stretched because it like <laughs> in the world that they created, it was a hysterically preposterous and thing to have. It was completely have. painful. It was like, yeah. it was, it was like it Stretch Armstrong so in the Dark Knight. Right, like <laughs> it's funny enough. I mean, even though those movies aren't great, it it worked in the 2005 and 7 ones or whatever because the tone and the color was fine. And you're like, oh, I mean, this was there Fantastic. Yeah. In this one, it was so on, dark yeah. that when he stretched, you were like, <laughs> that's why would that be a thing? <laughs> I think the thing universe. is that doesn't make sense. When he stretched, it was tortured. 
when the I mean the only tortured person in this movie should really kind of be Ben Grimm right and Doctor Doom although Doctor Doom's torture should be an ill placed like resentment of Reed right and it's just wrong yeah. <laughs> so much of it's wrong and 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 all of it and wrong. again the blueprints are so clear yeah uh so i throw to you guys if you're going to remake this movie and i have my my dream of i mean this, this is the movie as a director i want to make this, oh wow the, okay. yeah this is the at bat i don't want to do spider-man wow I, I mean spider-man is the greatest superhero of all time okay uh, but those shoes have been filled incredibly well before right right these are the ones whose shoes have inadequate fit. Filled. Like yeah. they've never been filled. Right. And this is your chance to make something good out of a bad situation. And uh, and th- that's the kind of stuff you embrace because the pressure is pretty off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I was like, going to say, what's the worst that can happen? You make another shitty one, you're like, nah, no, you no. Know? So, never ruins your career. So, right. I mean, you look at the stuff that Marvel's doing now and it, and it like, wow, it's a high stakes poker game. Yeah. Here... Come on, you're, you're playing with. Let's go. But uh, but again, you go back to that blueprint, and so much amazing stuff has been done with those characters that you could easily do it. Yeah. And you just have to stick to the core of the characters. And and I mean, obviously, I daydream about like what the Fantastic Four movie would be. And, right. And like Max Landis's first four pages were released uh, earlier today. I think he released them as like, hey, these are my first four pages from a pitch I did several years ago. It was fun. It had some jokes to it. The the family seemed to be a family. Right. Uh, and it was cool. Uh, they all had pretty clear definitions. Uh, and you really didn't see them too much on screen. It right. was like the police, uh, the way he described it was like a SWAT team that surrounds this you know farm right. where inside the barn, the Fantastic Four are ready to launch a shuttle. And and uh, they're like, hey, this is against the, the law. Uh, very funny. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, Jake, wait, I don't know what you're doing. What? Now you mic. can get on the mic. So Jake just gave me the two-minute warning sign. Yeah, like the two-minute break. Like uh, we need to take a commercial break real quick. Okay, okay, okay. So let me give it two minutes. Um, okay, so uh, he's full of surprises. He's, hey. he, he is our, our Dr. Doom today. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, Jake. Um, we're, we're gonna, we'll <laughs> we'll take a break here in, like, in, a, in, a, in a minute. But uh, but we're, what we're going to do is I'm going to describe this, and then we're gonna when we come back, we'll tell you about like my dream Fantastic Four okay. and you guys can throw in. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was cool. It was wholesome. Max uh, Landis seemed to like really stick to the uh, to what we knew from the books, right. and it seemed fun. And I think that's the first thing you've got to like the Incredibles did. Yeah, the first thing you've got to introduce is this is fun. These are people who are superheroes first and foremost. The family first and foremost. They love each other first and foremost. And now this fantastic thing has happened to them, and the positivity of who of their love for each other, even though it's like something painful for Ben. Uh, it's complicated for men. Um, this is going. It's all forward movement. It's right. not tortured. And we got a very tortured movie this past week. I just want to know, like, at what stage in the game did somebody go? Yeah, this is. I think we're on the right track here. Like, I don't see a script, a version of this, even a director's cut, working. No. Given the performances still that you watch, that's still going to be with the performances in the rest of the movie. And the tone. And the tone and the the weird. I, it's just one at some level people were like yeah let's go ahead 
Cool. But well, um, what if they made like the? I feel like it had to have been garbage from the beginning. Right. But what if they make like the Ron Burgundy, like the Anchorman one, where they the make extra. the entire separate movie based right. off all of the different footage? jokes? Yeah. yeah. Um, they did a they did a serious take and then they did a funny take. Yeah. And then they'll make a funny version. Right. I'm hoping for that. Uh, we're hoping for a lot of things. Come on, Adam. And McKay. we'll see what they come up with in the next seven years to keep the option alive. But right now, we're gonna take a commercial break and we'll be right back on T Radio V with Geekscape. So you're gonna want to sit tight. All right, we're back on Geekscape, and uh, we got to talk about this. So, uh, our friend Eric Diaz, who is a former Geekscape writer, and we love him very, very much, is over at Nerdist, and he's just published a uh, story over there that's like, okay, the Fantastic Four film franchise is dead. This is what needs to happen. Uh, and I love Eric's writing, and I think he's got some incredible ideas. So, if you guys are listening to this, pop over to Nerdist and listen to Eric's take on what needs to happen. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. I just saw that he posted it. And uh, I'll take a look at it. After we're done recording the show, but um, I th- I think that the blueprints there. I think that uh, again, like like the things that you have to throw in the pot are that positive family aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. That doesn't mean that it has to stay pure. It doesn't mean that it can't get complicated because I think uh, Reed's relationship with Ben is very complicated. Like the guilt that he feels for doing this to Ben. I feel like the uh, the relationship that Johnny has with his sister is very complicated. Uh, I thought it was very awkward in this version that Johnny felt to be the, like the person that whose father wasn't giving him any attention. Right. When really that's why Sue becomes the Invisible Woman is because Sue is the one that keeps being overlooked. Right. And they absolutely missed a, an opportunity. Right. When in the in this movie when uh, Sue's father, uh, Doctor Storm, when he recruits Reed. You miss that beat where mm-hmm. she where she is is skipped over as a, right. as a genius right. for Reed, and I think that's really important because that's the other complicated relationship. There's, I mean, all four of those relationships. Well, I guess there's more than that because there are relationships with each other. But but Reed is the genius that Sue like aspires to be, and they look over. They, they everybody looks over Sue and her genius to see Reed in his mm-hmm. glowing light of genius. And that's why she becomes the Invisible Woman. Right. She's and it was kind invisible. of opposite and, in this movie, actually. Yeah, it was Johnny. Like, yeah, Johnny's right. like, you never pay attention to me. I'm like, Wah. Right. Yeah. And, like, Sue was the one that was, like, thinks that she's, like, the smartest one or whatever. And and um, Reed was, like, the one, oh, well, I don't fit in anywhere. I'm, she doesn't even get to go to the other dimension I with know. them. She gets hit with some wave when they come back. And I kept waiting for, like, Victor to like, do what? something to sabotage the, the trip. Right. I kept waiting for Victor to do something villainous. Uh, Victor was just the cat that got too curious in this, and, and the result is that he's Doctor Doom. Yeah. And, and and granted, he thinks humanity has hurt the Earth and right. this and that, and and it's just complicated in the wrong direction. It's so unmo- Everything is so unmotivated. Uh, like the, the, the yeah. F- the first act was through was the like for. 75% of this movie, even right. longer. Yeah. Like, the first act was act one and two in this yeah. film. I kept and going, then, be the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Okay, now be the Fantastic Four. No, but then even, Come like, on. the thing with Doctor Doom was, like, ten minutes. Right. Yeah. Like, total. Well, like, even, like, if over. you look at, like, the first X-Men Were you that Brian Singer that over? did. What? Yeah, I was so mad. I was like, how is it only an hour and a half movie? <laughs> so, right. you were saying, when you <laughs> like, even in the first... the first X-Men, it's like, he's Wolverine immediately. And right. then ten minutes in, they meet Professor X. And then he's like, here's all the X-Men. And then you're like, boom, we yeah. did it. We're there's, there. There's a lot of Great. real estate to cover. And, yeah. Uh, and a part of me was thinking, like, today, I was like, okay, how would you start it? And and I think you have to start with, like, the threat to the U.S. And then you, you start with the core. Like, I always think about, like, the, like the Argo opening. Right. Where you see these people rioting and, like, burning the American flag yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, 
dude, like that could be Latveria. A sort of real you know? way to And do you it, see yeah. this person who was U.S. educated, like Bin Laden and those guys were, like U.S. educated, then comes back to his country and he hates right. the U.S. Right. And he, more than anything, he hates this one person in the U.S. Right. And then you could go back and introduce the complicated relationship of right. of, of Victor right. to all these different characters. And I would cast someone incredibly handsome as Victor. Right. Because the accident that causes him to put on that mask you like later in the comics they did such brilliant things with him in like the John Byrne run where you find out that like he only has a small scar on his face like right. the accident that blew him that like caused him to put on a mask yeah. he was so vain and hated Reed so much that it didn't like burn his face and make him horrid it just scratched him right you know? but then to was him like, it was ruined but he to him ruined. his visage was ruined right. and he hated Reed more than anything because he knew how to get the experiment right but Reed had to have it his way yeah. right? and now he's scarred and, and, and I was like okay well I want like an army hammer right like I want somebody who's one of the most handsome people on the planet to play Victor you know I remember back when they were doing it with like Tim Story I was like I want Ray Fiennes I want somebody who like yeah. when you cover him like he did with the English patient when you cover him with his with, with a mask mm-hmm. his eyes are still such incredible like tools for his acting yeah. that you get you get every piece of emotion that he throws right. at you I think the cast um, in general though is like the age thing is a problem for me. That, that they're all super um, young. That they're all plucked out of high school. You have to yeah. make them credible. And like part of the credibility of believing that these people, that Reed is the smartest person on earth. Right. Part of not, the credibility of believing ever. that Ben is an incredible pilot, which he didn't pilot anything in this one. No, he's just some like, junkyard you kid. Know, you have, a they have brother to, goes, it's clobber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have to have, they have to have credibility. They have to have some, some form of reputation. Right. And, and uh, as soon as in the classroom in the yeah. in that unnecessary scene he goes, I've developed a transport. I went, <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you definitely. We don't didn't believe you, do nope. and we we're really having trouble believing anything in this film. So right. you, I think you have to make them thirty. Yeah, plus, at thirty least. plus. Thirty plus. Yeah. Johnny can be the youngest. You know? And let's right. keep in mind that like we just all went to see an Ant Man movie in which the lead actor is in his late forties. Right. right. Like Paul Rudd is in the late forties. Yeah. Like Robert Downey Jr. late forties. Yes. He's 50s, now in his fifties. But when he first too, when he first yeah. played Iron Man, yeah. like yeah, late forties. Like right. Don't be afraid of casting 45. an older Reed Richards. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're not talking George Clooney here, although George Clooney would have been a great choice. You know, but I and thought Batman Ian Griffel. I thought Ian Griffel was a good choice. I thought he was good in the last one. And obviously, we all know that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Captain America was great as Johnny Storm. Right. Like, the casting Jessica was. Jessica Alba, I think, was the was. She was the, the one that started breaking. And I like Kate Mara in this one. Yeah. But guys, it always comes down to this script. And if the script, yeah. which to me is crazy, because Simon Kimberg's not a. At least I don't imagine him to be a. He's a great writer. A bad writer. So what? You have to thank him for the best parts of the X Men franchise. Yeah. You have to thank him for and like Days of Future Past was so pretty, good. You and have to thank him for so many awesome movies. Right. So I don't understand that. Again, that it and just Matthew ties Vaughn, back to and Mark going. And Millar, who oversees this stuff, for, who oversaw for, Fantastic Four as well, part, who were part of like the brain trust over at Fox for these comic book properties. It's like where where did they go yet? Or or what guy wanted to get his niece? To write the was script, just, you know like, what I mean, or something, just, and just the very last took a really good it. version, and yeah. then just had somebody do a shit rewrite, and then it was like, "Roll the cameras, yeah. we're ready yeah. to go." Yeah. I think if you like, rush, what? Any, if you just rush everything or rush anything, it's gonna end up with a high chance of failure. Right. You know, these you, are these like are a, a these year? are very clear pieces, but they need to be put in very like like deliberate order, right. and they have to be put in proper order, and mm-hmm. they have to be used properly. And like, how much money do you throw at Brad Bird to just write one of these things? <laughs> he nailed it. The Incredibles yeah. nails the Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah, it nails it. Yeah, how much money? With little do you baby throw Franklin's. 
Yeah. No, how much money do you throw at these people? And, 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 like somebody with Brad Bird would be like, hey, can you just like over, can you just give me notes? Yeah. <laughs> like if this were to like randomly like, hey, if like we rip show you up off, on your doorstep, could you um, just like glance it? Look, you out. ripped it off. It began, so we're going to rip you off, but that's okay because you already ripped them off. See what we're doing? I'm going yeah, to like, go with love letter. I'm going to go with <laughs> yes. The Incredibles being a phenomenal oh love letter to the Fantastic Four. Guys, I want to see another Fantastic Four movie. I do it's too. Like, it's like bad Spider-Man movies. Like I will, I will show, still show up day one to see these movies yeah. because these characters are important. I think these char- I think superheroes are important to our culture. I think they're important to uh, to, to all of this. And the Fantastic Four are a major portion of this. Right. And again, Doctor Doom is easily the best villain in the Marvel Universe. He's also probably the most important villain in the Marvel Universe. As right. you guys who are reading um, Secret War right now are discovering, Jonathan Hickman is writing Doctor Doom possibly the best he's ever been written. And we can't get that doom in a film. There's not a better character in the comics right now than right. Jonathan Hickman's Doctor Doom, and we can't get him in a film. The the it's the sadness is what makes me want to make a movie like this. Right. It's like I will turn down all of the the glamorous jobs. Give me fifty dollars for this thing because you'll come out a hero. But you if but you then, make this but, movie right. But the uh, the condition then in your contract has to be that the studio can't. Uh can't get in the way and fuck things mm, up. Guys, keep in mind, Fox still gave us some incredible Planet of the Apes movies over the last few years. I'm not saying they've like, done this mind, with Fox every movie. Is I mean, an incredibly competent studio. All of the things that we've heard the back and forth between is it Josh Trank's fault, is the studio's fault. Everyone involved both. in this movie is an incredibly competent like, right. part, portion. Josh Trank is a competent filmmaker. The right. studio is a competent studio. Right. The actors are incredible actors. This cast was talent. Yeah, but sometimes when things get rushed or whatever the circumstances I are, think, I don't think just rushing just doesn't, was the problem. Though. It just doesn't come together. Rushing is a problem, but to say rushing is well, it was just rushed, and that's the only problem. It's like no, you're right. You're I right. I do think Josh right. Trank is a competent director, but unprepared for this magnitude, sure. something of this magnitude right now. If he'd done mm-hmm. a halfway thing, that's why I don't feel like Colin Trevor really had a lot of say in Jurassic World. A lot of that was already shot, all the right. previous stuff. Yeah. Um, and whatever studio calls were being made, like everybody's hand was trying to stir the pot. And, and Maybe the train was just too far down. The- yeah, and it was just like, uh, and it just kind of all crashed. So is it what is it the director's fault? Is it the studio's fault entirely? No, it's like kind of everybody involved. And again, yeah, the writers are, it's a talented pool of creative people who have given us some really amazing things, but obviously things can go wrong. Yes, when it's rushed, but also when people just seem to not know what they're doing and move forward on something that's tonally incorrect. In the tone was brutally Deciding incorrect. to push forward, I think, on that was the biggest flaw because then you go, how do we make something that is inherently preposterous, dark and gritty? <laughs> the Fantastic Four is so silly, but yeah. that's why it's fun because it doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean, it has, and when it does, uh, actually, in the comics, yeah, it's, it's good well, when it takes itself I think, seriously. Yeah, but, it's it's like, it's got the tonal changes of like a Shakespeare. Right. And it's... I, I I would treat it as such. And when you look where, at fa- Shakespeare, um, can be fun. Shakespeare right, can be hilarious. Right. Shakespeare can also be incredibly profound. And when you look at the Incredibles, it's the incredible. same thing. <laughs> and they, it's incredible. But it's, this it's bright. It's cheery. It's a family movie. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. The uh, it knows I, it's I, ridiculous. Here's some weird. Uh, here's a weird thing that I found out over the weekend. Um, when I did those two shows at Fox, like those two web series in 2009, there was like a project over at Fox that was like their new web initiative and they had all these different directors. The one director I wanted to meet who was one of the fellow directors and keep in mind, like we're always brought in for our own projects individually. 
And I would always come in and they'd be like, Alex Winters just left. And I wanted to meet Alex Winters what? because he was Bill from Bill and Ted. That's amazing. And oh, I was shit. like, what? What? Like, in, in the, like, that was my joking frustration with The Office was that they would always bring me in right, right after, after Alex, Alex Winters. Winters had left. And, uh, and, and I enjoyed working with them and everything. I find out this weekend that because they keep all of us directors kind of separate on our own projects, uh-huh. one of the other directors... Mr. Josh Trank, oh, the Fantastic Four director, and uh, he must have been young as hell. He's young now. Well, he yeah. must have been young as hell. This is 2009. He How must have been he like, now? he's in his mid late 20s. Really, that young? Yeah, he I must have he been like 30. He must have been 21 or 22 when he was doing that stuff. That's crazy. It's crazy, completely insane. So I was like, oh, that's a sliding door. Um, I, you know, I don't know what his. I don't know who he knew or this and that that, that got him to Chronicle, that got him to Fantastic Four, but right. you know, but for the grace of God, one day, I would love to take a stab at the Fantastic Four. Spider Man, I would, I would have nightmares yeah. every freaking day of my <laughs> every night. I would have nightmares. I on think Fantastic sometimes Four. being given the chance to do the property you in a dream would love to do ends up not being so good. You know what I mean? It's always the one that like you know you could do well. Mm-hmm. Like I love Superman. Do I think I could? Do a good Superman oh movie, God. kind of, but prob- I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it though. Too stressful because, 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 because you're like, so, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to reality, yeah. You're like, and then everybody fuck, hates fuck, me, fuck, even fuck. if it is yeah, good. Then half the people like it. Like, half I the think people. of Superman is in like the blueprint is so clear, yeah. but has been denied or has just been ignored for so long that right. it's like that's another one that frustrates me sometimes. Is Superman, yeah. and, and not to say Zack Snyder did not get close. I really do enjoy uh, Man of Steel, but there are portions of Man of Steel where I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. I would have taken a right there. Right, <laughs> you took a left. Right, and it's right. all good because I think Man of Steel is... I saw Man of Steel twice in the theater. I, lo- I, I think that movie is awesome. I li- yeah, I like it a lot, actually. But, uh, and we'll see. I mean, supposedly things at DC with this Batman versus Superman, Will told me, and I read online, it got a standing ovation but from some of the some of, from the insiders over yeah, there at really? Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They Holy screened shit. it for some of the in the nose. Yeah. Of course, the immediate innovation. haters are like, well, that's only because those guys are uh, they're getting paid and they're uh, executives yeah, and they want sure. to feel. But okay. I feel like if they had issues, they wouldn't have. Yeah. Again, they would have tried to f- fuck with things. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's early enough where they could have yeah, still so, done something. Yeah, still like nine months away. Take it from away. our friend right. John Schnepp, who did that documentary on the death of Superman Lives. Right. And, which you should all see. I've seen uh, it. It's great. Take it from him. If Batman vs. Superman comes out and we see it and it is not good, guess what? We all got a Batman vs. Superman film. Yeah, right. Which is such a complete victory for right. us as nerds that right. we got to literally go into a theater and pay for a Batman vs. Superman movie. Yeah. And then it even had if JLA it, members in it. Right. right. It's insane. And then even if it sucks, somebody down the line is going to want to make a good one yeah. because we got it. So even if this one does suck, it means we'll have a second, at least a second chance. And that's how I feel about future. Fantastic Four. I feel like if, if with Fantastic Four, we got it. We got it, and it and, and it's like, yeah. See, no, the there thing, wasn't a love connection. I really liked. Is, I really thought that date was gonna ha- be good. Yeah. But they, you know what? I'm excited to date again. <laughs> I'm like such a sucker for wanting a fantastic, a good Fantastic movie, four movie, so bad that if they were like, we're gonna push forward and do that sequel, of with the current cast and everything, mm, I'd yeah. go, God damn it! Yeah, I'm gonna have <laughs> to but I'm gonna have it. to go watch it. Ian <laughs> and, and, and I just have to hope see it again, day one. that you go in the theater and <laughs> all of a sudden they went, Hey, remember that last movie that happened? 
We learned it's the our same lesson. cast, but we're just gonna kind of pretend none of it happened. Yeah, we and all of a sudden lesson. everything's just different for no reason. Well, they're and all the audience will go now. Yeah, though, least, and the finally. audience will go. It's fine. Don't explain it. Yeah, Doctor it, Doom is suddenly this totally different. Guy. Yeah. Don't explain yeah. it. If you're gonna, I don't need you to on, explain it. I mean, Planet Zero guys, like, put some insects on there. Like, lead to like some annihilus stuff. Right, right. Like, put some stuff. It's in just there. green lava. It's like maybe you'd know, like to like a big computer. Celebrate. Oh no! Celebrate the incredibly rich history that this that this like comic has well like all the 50 years set photos and and things there was like there was some of the unedited or a cutout footage was the fantastic car was there and yeah. there was a bunch of things that they shot and I of guess. course really? I, w- I would have loved to see christopher columbus's version from the 90s i absolutely wanted to see peyton reed's version for the like 10 years ago right and uh and this which is just, now that we got ant-man everyone's probably like shit probably and he put the good. quantum realm in there and the quantum realm is like didn't oh he, wow did he, you, you throw that kind of stuff into script? like a fantastic four and you'd be rocking um i don't know if there if peyton raid's fantastic four script has ever been posted but i liked the idea of him wanting to kickstart superhero movies history and put it like them in the 60s and have like john c Riley play ben Grimm and um, I, I liked Michael Chiklis. I liked Michael Chiklis. He's just Wreck It Ralph. Michael Chiklis as, as Ben Grimm was. I thought it he was, was fine. Great. Honestly, and, uh, the suit didn't even bother me that much because I like the Ninja Turtles. Just give him so like, oh, the old one or new know? one. Give him a brow. Just give him a brow and I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> wait, the old the, one or new one? The the Michael the Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Oh, okay. one. Yeah. Like the, honestly, like the the Ben Grimm's brow is one of those things that I'm sorry, but that's Superman's S. Like you, you kind of <laughs> also like, shorts. Like I don't need yeah, a thing to be naked but like. Like Spider-Man's Spider logo, like Ben Grimm has shorts, and he has a, a very pronounced brow. ridge. Of I mean, a Roger Corman did that. They got and it. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the thing. And there's not, you know, there's a. I'm not even gonna invite you guys to take your own versions and do your own interpretations because that's what led us down this road. But you gotta have those things. You can, can kind of have a little bit of wiggle room. I was but shocked. That, that stuff needs to be in there. When it was over, I went. Legitimately, the Roger Corman version is a better movie. Mm-hmm. The plot, it's yeah. sort of, there's a plot. It's fun. Characters. They get the character. They nail the characters. Yeah. And it's I was like. just production value. Production value is garbage. <laughs> and the script isn't great, but the I was like. The script isn't great. But it's, a, it's technically a better movie, a much better movie. Mm-hmm. I was, you take that, you give it to competent, like not rushed, competent filmmakers. To fix it. With, with some serious acting. They might as well have just remade that great version. Great director. And given it to Simon Kinberg to fix and, up. And you're rocking. And then just reshot you're it. You're rocking. You know, Matthew Vaughn directs it. Oh, we're, we're great. We're, we're having some fun now. Damn it. Uh, again, everyone involved in this movie is incredibly competent. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just not a love connection, uh, Chuck, and you got to go back to it. So um, coming... And again, we look forward to another Fantastic Four movie. Like not, not because we're not because we're doormats. One. Not because we're you know. Doormats, by the time they do it, maybe I'll be important. of age and I could be a mature Reed Richards. I'll do that. Yeah, I'd be interested. It'd be great. It. Yeah, um, I want the I want the gray streaks. Too. You you gotta cut some weight though. You're so buff. Uh, well, by that age, I will be. I don't know. He needs to be skinny. Like you need to see him and be yeah. like. Well, you just need to yeah, not work out, and then you're as as you right. as you age. Look, if they cast me and I had like down. six months, I'd do the reverse instead of like yeah. get all jacked. You're ben. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> you're ben. He, yeah. He would do. But I don't um, have that Christian Bale the machinist. I'm like a boy. I'm a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd eat apple and a cigarette. Wait, he yeah. doesn't have to be like dying. Yes, he, he does. Be, no, no, no. He's going. He's, if he's gonna oh, lose I'm going to lose weight, Monty. he's yes. going to be 117 pounds. Okay. Um, yep. Speaking of Bob, did you guys see like kind of the aftermath of that standing ovation from Warren Brothers regarding Superman versus Batman? Batman versus Superman was 
the rumor that they were like, Ben Affleck, you're doing a trilogy. You're doing three. You're doing three. Sign it up. And that was always the goal. Uh, We've always thought that that was kind of the goal was to get Ben Affleck into the bat suit Mm -hmm. and then get Ben Affleck behind the bat lens. Well, he's also a, he, to me, he's the, he's this generation's Robert Redford. He's a good actor. But I really think he's in, a better director. Once there. he yeah. once once we're looking back on his career at he's seventy five, we'll be like, yeah. shit, he directed so many great great yeah. films. I think took, he's a, I think he's going that way. So yeah. if he gets to direct the Batman movie and be Batman, that's yeah. so down. What? That's amazing. It took yeah. him to start directing to be a good actor again. Though. Right? What was that? Like it took him to start directing to be a good actor again. Uh, yeah, like, I think it puts things in perspective. Gone Baby yeah. Gone is such a phenomenal movie. So yeah. good. Such a great script. Phenomenal movie. Um, Not as good as Paycheck, but I mean, all yeah. Right. Well, let's, well, John Woo is like. Well, while we're talking action movies, like John real. Woo is one of those movie, one of those directors who had like a. I mean, he got that second Mission Impossible, and that's like the one that's not good. And yep, yep. And he's arguably as good or better than any of the other Mission Impossible directors. And I would like to see John Woo's fantastic. It just book. wasn't the climate for right. that director to make that movie. Does that make sense? Like some of this yeah. stuff is incredibly talented people in the climate. Just doesn't make you know the ingredients just don't make the best soup and John Woo I mean dude would you have signed off on a Mission Impossible movie directed by John Woo in a heartbeat right and keep in mind that one was a huge grosser that opening weekend oh big time that thing grows so much money that opening weekend I remember but, loving it when it first came out but I was like ten yeah I was in college but, <laughs> but, sorry but I, in and, and as I'm watching it I was like I will never see this movie again but I love John Woo because yeah. <laughs> he gave us. Hard Boiled and The Killer and Better, you know, Better right. Tomorrow and right. Hard Target. But uh, <laughs> this is not. Fun. But then JJ Abrams swept in and I thought that JJ, really yeah, Bad Robot saved that franchise from yeah. just not being a franchise anymore. Hmm. And then they turned it into. Guys, think about this those five Mission Impossible movies, and they're all pretty good successes. Yeah, yeah. they've all grossed good money. They've right. all been fairly good movies. You know, it had a dip. And in the new two. one is so strong that it can beat out. The fifth a terrible one was Fantastic awesome. Four. Yeah, it was really good. Fifth one was awesome. Um. Think of another franchise that had that kind of, you know, quote unquote consistency. You know, we're giving little little asterisks for number two, but I was gonna say Fast awesome. and Furious, but that's not true. Mm. They just some, they just find a way to get it's, bigger and crazier and make more family. and more money. Yeah, yeah, but that's consistency. Oh God, friends. <laughs> now, I will say that was my favorite part of the Fantastic Four was that trailer for Fast and Furious Eight: Witch Hunter. Wait, you really? got you got that Witch Hunter trailer. I got right. something. I forgot what I got. Vindy says I got. I got friends. I, I got, got a coven. I got people walking in front of the camera carrying popcorn right before <laughs> the movie started. <laughs> I was like, Kenny, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> they're gonna find you. They're coming for you, <laughs> PC Master Race. Yeah, Fox was like, we could have made more money. Dick, it's <laughs> all your fault. You're the one guy. We could have made more money, but that guy, that, that freaking crippled Kenny, <laughs> took our money. <laughs> Guys, sorry. Ugh, I have sorry. nothing but hope for Fox on the next one. You know what? You swung and you missed. You still gotta go to bat. It's true. You know, if it's at Marvel, and, it's at uh, Fox. I don't care. Even Just give though, something good. Even though people hate the design of Apocalypse, I'm pretty sure X Men Apocalypse will probably be pretty good. Tight, totally yeah. tight. And uh, that design also doesn't bother me that much. No, I'm not a Power Rangers guy, fan. I'm too old for it. Of what? I was too old for Power Rangers when it came out. Right. You know how they're always comparing them to I like, news. Yeah, they're, they're, he does look remarkably similar to Ivan is. So, but Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac is such a fucking phenomenal yeah. actor that he's just gonna bring that home. Do I still want like old school Apocalypse? Sure. With the with the Whatever. big jaw and the and the you know, uh, it's jaw like, lines. It's like the redesign of um of uh of Deathlock and Agents of Shield. Yeah. Like they they make Deathlock a little bit more human. 
the Deathlock armor that we know, that whole kind of skull looks like Eddie from uh, the Iron Maiden covers. Like that whole right. Deathlock is underneath his skin. I just had but, this. But they, they, they did a huge shout out to it when he went like uh, there was a one where there was a heat sensor that he went under. Like this, this little robot flew over him and, right. and, and scanned him. And the heat sensor, when it scanned him, it was totally Deathlock armor from the comics. It See? was totally Deathlock. I just had this thought cool. and it never occurred to me. How do we know that by the end of the movie, he won't look more like that's exactly the comic what I'm book saying. one? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's, that's is, phase one. Is, that will never happen. Is, is like you guys are reacting to... <laughs> he gets all jacked up for the final fight. Yeah, you guys are. Re- yeah, he's got to go gray. Yeah, you guys are reacting to. You guys are reacting to not knowing the entire story. Entertainment Weekly photos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Livia Munn looks great. You guys are not. You guys are reacting to what you have not seen in context. Correct. It's only been press releases that, but like the intended context that this is a film. You guys. That's why, like, I've always took the stance of like, for whatever reason, and you know, I'm a I'm a staunch DC sure defender, and I do feel on the defense quite often because people attack those movies. And uh, when all those photos that come out for Batman, every single teaser photo, anything that's come out, I'm like, you can't say that it doesn't look amazing. Right. I mean, oh, it's just like Batman ripped. Superman? Yes. Yeah. When he was ziplining in that last trailer, like I was like, okay. Why? Because it's, it's, it's going to be of fucking Dark awesome. Yes, exactly. It's going to be awesome. Because <laughs> in the moment, even though like the first trailer was too dark for people, I was like, doesn't matter. Visually, yeah. comic book style-wise, that's what Zack Snyder does. Right. So to me, it's like the ultimate cocktail of Ben Affleck as a, as a good actor but a better director, commiserating with Zack Snyder to help direction, who's a beautiful visualist, and Chris Terry, who's an Academy Award winning screenwriter. You get all three of those guys together, and you know, but you, you never might, you might have Congo. But it could yeah, suck. Yeah. It's true. It could I suck. I love Congo. Best movie suck. of 94. Yeah, come on. I just don't, remember, that's Tim Curry. I just remember, you don't talk I just bad remember about Bruce that. Campbell speaking in front of a, a double screening of Evil Dead 2 in Army of Darkness. And he did like a little Q&A between the, the two movies. And one of the things he said, which again goes to this point of Hollywood, sometimes you get the greatest pieces and it just doesn't, isn't a love connection. Yeah. He was like, you take, the, you take a best-selling author whose movies based on his properties have grossed X billions of dollars. You take this director whose last movie was this. You take this cast who you know, won these awards and accumulated this much box office. You take this writer whose last script, ma- you know, last five scripts have made this much box office. You put them together. Would you not green light that? And he asked anybody in the audience, and everybody was like, "Yeah, you green light that." And it's like, congratulations, you just made Congo. Right. Like it just happens. Right. It just happens. Right. That's true. That's no, true. stop hey, it. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the person who's like, "Hollywood's out of ideas. Stop making remakes. Stop doing this." It's like, shit. dude, good movies come from all over the place. Yeah, I like. If you want, Congo. if you want original good movies. Go in, in, and watch, go watch an indie film. Right. Like go watch a freaking indie film. Right. There's some phenomenal indie films. That yeah, are I don't out understand right why the own the concept of good original movies has to be blockbusters. Yeah. That's like wh- why don't we just make original movies? It's like they happen all the time. Original it's like movies between happen September and January. All the time. Yeah. The best movie of the year, in my opinion, is an original film. Right. Ex Machina. I've told you guys a million yeah. times to so go see it. So fucking good. Original movie. There you go. Science fiction. It's catered to you nerds. It's a great movie. It's just easy to forget about those when all the other ones make so much money and it's there's true. so much shit around. <laughs> well, it, and then so. you have something like Tomorrowland, which is pretty. I mean, yes, I it's a property, but it's an original thing. Yeah. And it was cute and fun, and everyone was like, "Nope, don't want it." Yeah. Sorry, you're so wrapped up in your hot topic mindset that you don't want to see something hopeful. That's your the George, George Clooney mindset. one, right? Yeah. yeah, it's George Clooney one. Yeah. Sorry, you're so excited. And even though it was based on a book, when it came out, John Carter was kind of a breath of fresh air, but they fucking I liked tanked it. I that. The I love that I movie. It. It's fun. Uh, it's great. It, it um. As with the Taylor Kitcher or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Dude, that, 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 that poor was, guy. That movie was actually yeah, I have, good. I, have it, I thought it was really good. I got a Blu-ray of it. I love it. Um, some of the 
it it has some repeat beats in it that are a little weird. Yeah. But um, but that being said, too bad. Repeat Sorry. viewings. Yeah. I will admit I hated it the first time I saw it. No, My I buddy had loved it so much that he's like, come see with me again. And I saw it the second time and I was like, oh, I totally, 100% totally changed my mind. Loved yeah. it. It's on the Blu-ray shelf yep. at, at the Casa London because it's a fun movie. Maybe we'll do that with Fantastic Four. Maybe we'll watch it again uh, and, uh, and just let Let's just all go to Fantastic. Good. I'll pay for it this time. Who knows? Have, Kenny's paying. Let's I'll go. Pay, how about I pay for all of us <laughs> and that'll make up for the lack of money I spent last I wish, time. I wish podcasting was a visual medium except for this hour that we do on <laughs> to see your face looking at me saying maybe, maybe yeah. let's give Fantastic yeah. Four another yeah. try. I think I'm going to have to give the advice that I've given other people. Just wait. <laughs> wait, just, wait. Let's just wait for the next. Don't knock it till you try it. Is that what the advice mm-hmm. is? Let's mm-hmm. wait for the next app bat to uh, see if there's a home run in there somewhere yeah. you can do it guys just because you can do it just because you just right have to you just have nine. to listen to the to the coaches and the the players before you mr stan lee and jack kirby i will and say all the incredible comic book creators who come before you and let's let's start there and I then let's like get some great screenwriters and let's just let's just build it back one big thought i had was the fantastic four movie was so bad stan lee didn't even want to have a cameo in it. i was i was like okay i knew it was going to be bad Remember and i was when like, i invented this i don't want to be in that <laughs> yeah. movie no yeah. post credits yeah. yeah i was like waiting i was like okay i'm gonna say my favorite part of the movie was like his cameo yep. in it or whatever and i was like and what? Yeah. What the fuck? I... So, so Fox, you're you don't have until 2022 to remake this and just hold on to the rights. You have until, well, sadly, Stan is old. You have until Stan can still to be in do right by Stan yeah. Lee. To that is this. your no your goal. Your goal is to make a Fantastic Four movie that is phenomenal and that Stan is in. See, yes. now they're just gonna film his cameo now and, and put it on and, like and make him remake him in ZBrush. Yeah, and do like a do like a facial <laughs> replacement, like a hollow Tupac. The, the thing that yeah, I couldn't get over, <laughs> the thing that I couldn't go over the entire film is um the thing. Um, have you guys ever gone camping? Yeah. Or have you actually taken yeah. a shit in the woods? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. but outside, but not buried it. And two years later, look at that shit. Oh looked ex- it looks exactly like the thing skin in this. It's like petrified, cracked in it. Stayed around Who for came two back years. two years later? Yeah. No, no, two days later. Oh, oh two days two, two later. Two days later. <laughs> I've seen dog shit like that. Yeah. It gets all white and crusty. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that, yeah, human shit doesn't get white it and crusty. It gets orange and rocky. Yeah, it gets orange and rocky. It. And it's, cl- oh, right. it's clobbering time. Um, well, I think we can relent. <laughs> it's dead already. It's clobbering time. Guys, leave it alone. It's dead already. Um, <laughs> Tez before he takes this we've, got a, uh, we've got a minute left. I it's just want to I want to use that minute to remind you guys that we are at geekscape.net. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. Uh, we've been we've been putting up a ton of content. It's been awesome. Uh, Geekscape feels fresh. It feels new. There's so much more coming out of Geekscape, and uh, you guys are a big part of it. So be a part of it by following us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, Will Sterling, Kenny Craig, we will be back next week here at T Radio V, and Jake will be in the studio. Jake, is there anything you want to add? Jake, don't shake your head. I don't hope you're not upset with me. We heard Jake's he feelings. Just, he just came out of the gates blasting ready early on. I was, I was not ready for it. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I want to ease into the conversation. Jake's like, party time! Boom, yeah. None of the other shows let me talk. I'm like, you showed up to the party talk. in we your bathing Jake. suit w- without knowing that it wasn't the pool party. Jake, no, I end up talking on most shows. It's not a big a deal, you know? So if you don't, I, I don't There's modest Jake. Do. Jake, yeah. you're oh, a beautiful yeah. man with a beautiful I spirit. And I love you. I need to be and we're going to see you again next week. Nerds! Peace. <laughs> All right. <laughs>